When it comes to keeping your small business valuable information safe, Dell Small Business Technology Advisors can recommend tailored security solutions like computers with Intel Core processors, servers, storage, networking, plus industry-leading monitors and software. Running your own small business is a big challenge, but with the right partner, it's a lot easier. To speak with an advisor today, call 0800-085-4878. That's 0800-085-4878. This podcast is part of the famous original Podcast Network family. You can find us by going to www.fopnet.biz. Contains strong language, strong opinions, and strong beers. It is not meant for children or for those who think they are children. You know who you are. Welcome to episode 89 of Dumb All Over. Recording from We Drink Beer. Yes, my friends and I, boys and girls, we drink beer. We like beer. We still like beer. We drink beer. And yes, we drink beer. And sometimes we have too many beers. Beers, Pennsylvania. This is a progressive podcast (laughs) with brash opinions on politics, religion, and pop culture. And we're always under the influence of craft beer beer in this week's episode we will talk about beer and the new updates in the kavanaugh beer hearings we will then talk about amazon caving into the beer pressure from beer bernie sanders from bernie sanders (laughs) and the new beer nafta deal we will then speak to activist beer joy marie Man, <laughs> about her work on pushing progressive ideology forward and more. Right, I think you're really stretching the credibility of this joke. Beer. As always, I am Tom. <laughs> I am joined by my beer, Austin. <laughs> I am not your beer. I may be your bear, but I'm not your beer. Hi, <laughs> <laughs> <I> bear. <laughs> oh. How you doing, Austin? I'm good, I guess. Are you? Mm. Yeah? I mean, I feel better today than I did, oh, I don't know, like Thursday and Friday of last week. (laughs) Nice Saturday and Sunday. Yeah, Yeah, okay. Yeah, especially Sunday. (laughs) Before we start anything, I have a very important question for you. Uh, Hold on. We have to take a a momentary break to tell you that um, this podcast, much like the uh, second hearing on Thursday, is brought to you by beer. Beer. The cause of and solution to all of man's problems. <laughs> now, can I ask my question? Sure. Austin, do you like beer? <laughs> People are going to be so sick of this. I do, in fact, enjoy beer. Oh, good. And everybody what beer I know, are you do drinking? You? Do you? Do you like it? Yeah, huh? do you? yeah, yeah. I don't know. Do you? Have you ever blacked out drunk? Yes. The answer is yes. Mm-hmm. I have. And I still didn't rape anybody. Just, just last night. <laughs> yeah, I definitely. You know how I know? Because I couldn't even rub one off. I was just He's like, and out. I tried. <laughs> I tried a lot. <laughs> it just failed. So speaking of beer, what beer are you drinking for this beer-filled beer episode? Beer. Uh, well, unlike Brett Kavanaugh, beer. who I imagine is a Coors Light man. Um, <laughs> he I, does look like a Coors Light guy. Yeah. 
I am drinking Warlock by Southern Tier. Mm. It is an Imperial Pumpkin Stout. Yes, it is. Yep. It says, dark and mysterious, reanimate your senses with Warlock's huge roast malt character. Wow. Moderate carbonation and spiced pumpkin pie aroma. Oh, I love your beer. It's 8.6%. It's a lot of beer. And uh, yeah, there's a lot of beer. That's what I said. (laughs) Yeah, it's a lot of beer. And um, yeah. And I'm very much looking forward to drinking it. Good. Uh, I have beer as well. Because I like beer. And this beer is from Fagley's Brewworks. And it is their devious Imperial Pumpkin. Okay, so we have the theme going. Yes, we still have the theme going. Mm-hmm. Uh, mine is 9% ABV. Whoa. Uh, there's no fun explanation. It's just pumpkin beer. Uh- <laughs> <laughs> oh, Fagley's, you're so lazy. <laughs> it's good beer, though. I do. I have had this before and during everything i wonder what they're i wonder if you go there you know how they have that you know offensively named drink i mean not at fegley's but at bars they have the irish car bomb yes i wonder if you go to fegley's they'll have the allentown car bomb now (laughs) (gasps) wow (laughs) wow wow that's that's horrible. <laughs> Might be one of the worst things you've ever said. No, and I don't no one's think so. gonna. I've said a lot of horrible things. Well, the one that you're going to allow on the show, <laughs> I should say. <laughs> That's true. Only um, the patrons know the depths of my uh, insanity. Yeah. yeah. Wow. That's that's weird. <laughs> so. So o- only patrons know uh, that stuff because they get extra stuff, right? They do. Yeah. They do. Yeah. Better audio quality too, from what I understand, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. That's great. Yeah, our, Do you know how our you, Patreon uh, jokes make Allentown yeah. Car Bomb look like child's play. <laughs> oh my god. Well, I was just gonna say go to patreon.com <laughs> forward slash double over pod, but sometimes like I don't, I don't feel right doing that anymore. <laughs> um so we have a lot to talk about. So how about we just do the cheers? Uh-huh. This is the because this is gonna be the best part of the show. Yeah, okay. It's all downhill from here. It's always downhill. Ready? Yep. Cheers. Oh, that was a good one. Thank you. Mm. Oh, I'm so happy. How's your beer? It's amazing. I don't good beer? even know how they make beer this good. Yeah, I don't know how they make beer like that. It's beer. Um, I got some. I got some spice in mine. It's not overly like overly spicy like the um, Imperial Pumpkin Ale from Wirebacher, which has tons of spice. Uh, but this is actually quite pleasant. And I remember we had this last year and it wasn't this good. No. It's definitely had, improved. Yeah, we had some kind of weird version of it. It wasn't like the yeah. normal version. Okay. And I remember um, we, we just went to Beer Fest, you and I, mm-hmm. and we have had and we had it here yep. right, at Beer Fest and it was much better. So yeah. happy. I'm very happy that I have this beer and I'm sure you are as well. Oh yeah. This is like, it's like chocolate and pumpkin. I don't even know. Oh, that's so good. That's interesting. Mm-hmm. That is very good. Mm-hmm. Um, all right, let's waste no more time because we have to we have to get fist deep into this Kavanaugh stuff. So, without further ado, <laughs> let's begin this week's semi sort of whatever Trump report. Have I done a good job? Have I done a good job? Not at all. Probably the least of anybody you've ever met. There's nobody that understands the horror better than me. If Ivanka were my daughter, perhaps I'd be dating her. The Brett Kavanaugh edition. 
I don't know why it's not a Trump report this week. So, well, it kind of is. The last story is all about Trump-ish, sort of. But uh, um, excuse me, everything is about me. Yeah, everything's everything about I've Trump. Everything I've said and done has been perfect. And Brett is a great guy. Yeah. I mean, if he's guilty, I'll drop him. But he's a great guy. Yeah. He's doing great yeah. things. Yeah, he's he said that as well. Yeah. Um, all right. Well, everyone knows who Brett Kavanaugh is. Everybody knows that the the the, the hearing happened and all that. Um, but if you didn't understand why we've said beer 75 times in the first 10 minutes of our show, it's because he did as well, but to Congress. Um, this was one of the most bizarre uh, hearings I've ever witnessed. And I've seen several different hearings throughout my life because this country has plenty of them going on. And we happen to be horrible politics nerds, yeah. so... Yes, yeah. So, I, I mean, I pretty much dropped everything that day, and I was just watching um, Mrs. Mrs. Ford's first, which was heartbreaking. It was emotional, and it was real. It was fucking real. Mm-hmm. I, 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 if anybody doesn't believe her, they're lying to themselves. She has nothing to lose. No. She has... N- I'm sorry. She has nothing to gain, I should say. Yeah. She had nothing to gain yeah. in this situation. She has everything to lose. And she still did it. She still flew all the way out to Washington to tell her story, which it, it, for the rest of her life, she's going to be a target to certain individuals. Mm-hmm. And it, she, was still, she still did it. And she was brave enough to tell a story. And no one believes her at at in Congress, mm-hmm. we believe her, but we're not the ones who are well, voting. Well, I think some. I think there's a, a good number of uh, senators who believe her. Um, they just happen to not be in the majority. Well, okay, and I'll even go a step further and say those Republicans who do, I just don't think care. They probably believe her. I just don't think they give a shit. Yeah. All right, now, Tom. Hold on. Before we go on, um. I want to make sure we schedule the next uh, recording session. So I'm gonna, I'm gonna open my calendar, <laughs> <laughs> my beautiful calendar. <laughs> my father, he used to read us his calendar for Christmas. <laughs> By the way, he's sitting right next to me. I, he's not dead. Am I? <laughs> my, it might seem like he died many years ago, but he's still no, he's still alive, and he's still reading his calendar. <laughs> I need a break. I need a break. Uh, because of the uh, Brett Kavanaugh's uncomfortable rule, we have to take a two-hour <laughs> recess. <laughs> all right. First of all, if you haven't seen John Oliver's Brett Kavanaugh episode this past Sunday, stop listening to our show and go watch that because I we're, we're not going to be able to do it better than John Oliver. Have you seen that yet, Austin? Yes, I have. It was very, it, very it funny. It was awesome. Yeah. It was awesome. One said. Uh, it was funny and sad. and uh, Right. You know, all, it was like the perfect segment for him to do. It really, it really was. Yeah. So we're not going to be able to do as well as he did, but I, I, it was, it was just great. So, okay, where do we start? <laughs> I don't even know where to start with. Well, wh- <laughs> I feel like, I mean, his part of the testimony is going to leave just comedy gold for years to come. <laughs> I mean, for years, it was SNL just so already, ridiculous. SNL already yeah. made a sketch. 
They already did one. Yeah. <laughs> when Matt, Matt Damon shows up out of nowhere yeah. and he plays Brett Kavanaugh. It was, and that was really funny, by the way. Yeah. I enjoyed that SNL one. And, I, and you know I what? I always they find SNL funny. 100% right. It, like, Alyssa Milano did just seem to appear out of nowhere every once in a while. <laughs> <laughs> I know. It's really weird. It's so weird. <laughs> this whole thing was so bizarre. What are you doing so there, we- Alyssa Milano? <laughs> <laughs> So we saw a little bit of everything from Kavanaugh. We saw um, a very angry person. We saw a guy about to cry over a fucking calendar. And then he did cry. And then he did. Yeah. Um, and he sniffed a lot. He sniffed a lot. He he poked like he used his tongue to poke his cheek a lot. <laughs> like I couldn't stop watching that. He just kept making this like motion with his tongue in his mouth, and you could see his cheek like move, and it was really weird. <laughs> That's good. Well, he forgot to do the other part where you put your hand to the next to you. Know, mm, mm. <laughs> oh, Jesus. <laughs> what we and were sixteen. <laughs> You're and a 52-year-old man, Judge. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> and then what I got from, from his testimony is that he is still a frat boy at heart. Oh, yeah. Yeah, no doubt. I mean, he was he was calling his friends from back in college and high school the same nicknames that they were given in high school and college. And I have to say, his friends had the worst nicknames. Oh, it's so funny. It, it, it just reminded me. You, you've seen Animal House, right? Yes. <laughs> I, I, hold on. Wait. Hold on. Hold on. I'm just, I want everybody to take a second here and just really enjoy the fact that Tom has seen this movie. <laughs> I've seen Animal House several times. I uh, love that movie. It's so funny. It's so funny. All right. But then, uh, audience, this- I hope you enjoyed that moment because it probably <laughs> won't happen again. <laughs> Not for this episode. <laughs> But he just reminds me like he could be a character in that movie. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And then, of course, the the gold mine where the, the lady that the Republicans hired, I forget what her name is now, but she asks him a question about beer. And I don't know what the fuck happened. <laughs> I don't know how this happened, Austin. Well, it's just like the, uh, the Rape Tron 2000 got stuck on repeat. <laughs> Seriously? <laughs> He goes on by saying, uh, and, and believe it or not, my, the intro was almost word for word uh, what he said, just in past tense. So he said, we drank beer. Yes, my friends and I, boys and girls, we drank beer. We liked beer. We still like beer. We drank beer. And yes, we drank beer, and sometimes we had too many beers. He actually said that. That's an actual sentence from his testimony. I, I didn't feel like make that if, up. If you said that to music, it would be like the Willy Wonka of beers. <laughs> I like beer. <laughs> Boys totally and girls be. like beer. <laughs> <laughs> but like when I wrote up the intro, I'm thinking somebody out there is going to think that I'm just making fun of it. But I, I listened to him speak and I took it word for word, but put it in present tense. That's exactly what he said. Oh, yeah. yeah. He sa- and then that's only part of it. He kept going. He said the word beer so many times after that. <laughs> beer. 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 Beers? Beer. Beers. And then Beer. a very awkward moment where one of the uh, senators asks him, have you ever had too much to drink <laughs> so that you ended up blacking out? View. And, and 
And his response was exactly that. I don't know. Have you? Have what you? the huh? fuck? Huh? Huh? Answer. Huh? What? Huh? <laughs> what have the you? fuck? Hmm? What is that? I don't know. <laughs> How, it's a classic. It's a classic a- evasion technique. <laughs> yeah, if you're just not, if you're not very good at it, yeah. <laughs> I don't know, Brett. Did you steal the cookies? I don't know. I didn't have any cookies. Did you have any cookies? Austin, this guy is going to be a Supreme Court justice. And when a when a vote comes up, they're going to ask him, uh, Justice Kavanaugh, what do you think? I don't know. What do you think? What? Wh- that's. I don't know how he's go. How is he going to conduct himself in the Supreme Court? Oh, I don't know. But it's, it's going to be frightening. <laughs> it's frightening. Know, yeah. We saw a very very unstable human being. During this, he broke down mentally. He put he put on times. the perfect Halloween performance. It yeah okay because <laughs> it was yeah. frightening. It was scary, and you would think that that would be enough to overwhelmingly change Republican and GOP's minds. Well, then we had our old good friend <laughs> Lindsey Graham. All right, I'd like to recognize the gentleman from South Carolina, or where is he from? I think he's from South Carolina. <laughs> In South Carolina. Um, I let me read some of what Mr. Graham (laughs) Cracker uh, had to say. Well, I am a Graham and I am a Cracker, (laughs) (laughs) and I have to say, while I I'm not going to do it the way he did it. Oh come on! (laughs) I can't. I don't know how to do it. it. (laughs) I don't know how to do angry Lindsey Graham. That's just Lindsey Graham, but louder. (laughs) (laughs) To my Republican colleagues, if you vote no, you're legitimizing the most despicable thing that I have seen in my time in politics. And he goes on to say, this is the most unethical sham. I've been in politics. And if you really want to know the truth, you sure as hell wouldn't have done it here. What you've done to this guy. He even goes on to say, um, pretty much, if you want a fair trial, you've come to the wrong place. Mm. He freaked the fuck out. He got red like a tomato. Yeah, he did. (laughs) As he would say in the South Carolina, he got red like a tomato. And he even stood up on his seat a little bit. And it didn't, you couldn't really tell because he's still really short. Um, (laughs) (laughs) uh, He just looked like an even more angry lesbian than he normally does. Then he ended the whole (laughs) thing like, I don't know what I'm doing up here, but I miss you, Johnny. (laughs) I miss you so much. (laughs) I think about you all the time. Every night when I go to bed. (laughs) Oh, Lordy Lord. (laughs) Um... And then, of course, you have Orrin Hatch, who just celebrated his 6,000th birthday. (laughs) He's in that rare club with Pat Robertson. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, he definitely is. (laughs) I remember my dad is into politics, but he's not as into politics as we are. Mm. Uh, And I brought up the name Orrin Hatch when I was discussing this with him. He's like, Orrin Hatch is still in the Congress? And I'm like, like, yeah. Did you hear what he said, though, about uh, Dr. Ford? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Hold on. Let me actually get that before we go. Um, so this, and then, of course, Orrin Hatch, uh, after uh, Mrs. Ford speaks, 
goes to speak with reporters, which, you know what? With Republicans, it's such a bad idea in the first place. But for Orrin Hatch, this was a very bad, very, very bad mistake. <laughs> he said, uh, it's too early to make those kind of determinations, but she's a good witness. And then a reporter said, well, what, what do you mean by a good witness? Uh, she, he said, articulate, and she's an attractive person. Oh, no. And then they asked, what do you mean by an attractive person? Oh, this is not going well for him. And then Orrin Hatch responded by saying, uh, well, w w what I mean by that is that she is pleasing. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> Happy 6,000th birthday. I guess he still gets it up because pleasing. Listen, I how am did, not the best. How did you best. feel about her testimony? It pleases <laughs> me. Pleasing. <laughs> uh, in other words, she's pleasing, he replied. Oh, my God. Um, I mean, I right, can't believe listen, he said that. Austin, everyone knows I'm not the best with uh, speaking. However, I know not to call a rape victim pleasing during her fucking rape trial. I know. It was almost like he was saying, like, <laughs> I could see why he did it. <laughs> yeah, that's, yeah. Oh, my God. That's so bad. Yeah. It's so That bad. was the vibe I was getting, though, when I saw him do yeah. that. Yeah. yeah. It's like, I understand it. <laughs> to be honest, I have circus. no idea if uh, he has an accent or not. He's from Utah, so probably not. Uh, it's, it's, a, it, there is something, but it's a, it's a weird one. Yeah. It's definitely that Midwestern-y kind of sound. Magic underwear is um, on just a little too tight. Oh my God. What a fucking circus this was, by the way. <laughs> oh yeah. Everything about this was a fucking oh, yeah. circus. Yeah. And then, and then we're not even, we're not even done with this because then they, they look at that calendar that he was weeping about. Remember that? Calendar. <laughs> my calendar. With and they Tolkien asked him what specific words meant. Squee. <laughs> <laughs> they asked him what specific words meant on the calendar, uh, and one of the one of the words was "devil's triangle." Which drinking game? When they when they asked, he said it was a drinking game. Drinking game. <laughs> well, have you ever played quarters? Huh? Have you ever? Have you ever done it? <laughs> uh, well, that's what it's like. Except well, with also, a girl let me, in let me you read you. Let me end. read you a definition from the Urban Dictionary. <laughs> okay. <laughs> uh, Devil's Triangle, a pretend drinking game made up on nine twenty seven eighteen by quote unquote honorable Brett Kavanaugh <laughs> when faced with credible allegations of sexual assault put forward by no less than four so far women. Devil's Triangle is a threesome with two men and one woman. Not a drinking game like Quarters, as Kavanaugh or as Kavanope would like everyone to believe. <laughs> Devil's Triangle can also be defined as a lie told under perjury when a belligerent white male feels <laughs> concerned when confronted with his own disgusting behavior, most likely with the blessing. Um, I'll use it in a sentence for those uh, oh, who okay, don't understand. Still. What is this, a spelling bee? Yeah, it is. Yeah. Devil's Triangle is a game like Quarters, except it's nothing like Quarters, and it's actually a code for a sexual threesome. Uh, please believe me. I have told myself these lies believe so many me. times. I'm beginning <laughs> to believe them. Help. I'm a scared white male. That's a quote from Brett Kavanaugh. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. That I was, like that. Yeah, it was fun. Uh, but yeah, it's a threesome with two men and one woman. 
And that wasn't the only one. There was other ones that he, oh, he yeah, called. Oh, yeah, some that were even more absurd. Yeah. He called drinking games, all of them. Um, and, and if you really do research, they're not drinking games. Mm. And that led the idea that, well, he's committing perjury. And not just about that. It's other things yeah. as well. But, <laughs> but Yeah, there's things yeah that are a lot more... Right, yeah. but he's well, he committed important because those show that he's willing to lie about acts yeah. that he's committed. He and there was this really smug look on his face at one point too, Austin, when when they asked what the devil's triangle was, it almost looked like he was about to break into a smile. Like he knows what a devil's triangle <laughs> is. I know, like he thought he really pulled a fast one. <laughs> yeah, like, and he uh, just like it's a drinking game. Boom. Yeah, he pa- he paused and then like had that look, yeah. and then said a drinking game. Yeah. But oh, like, just threw you a curveball. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, no one's going to look. No one's going to look this up. Or no one in the world has ever done a tr- devil's triangle. I haven't. <laughs> but, I mean. <laughs> <laughs> Tom's still waiting for the devil's <laughs> parallelogram. <laughs> uh, it'd be funnier if it wasn't true. Uh so now our, our fight. Well, one of our final, one of our final parts to this. So Trump, finally, eventually, like thirty eventually, minutes into the report, I finally got named. <laughs> yeah, and he'll be in the report here for a little bit. Uh, Trump finally allows the FBI, or not allows. I mean, he gave them permission to start an investigation, like a weeks long investigation, which, by the way, is bullshit. But it's because very it's not. Openly limited in its scope. <laughs> exactly. Openly limited he, to all the giant four people. Right. One of them <laughs> yeah. being Squee. Uh-huh. Yeah. Squee. Squee is in trouble. Yeah. Um, but yeah, he, he uh, yeah, initially trouble. said. <laughs> <laughs> That's my new cover band. <laughs> Good one. Um, so he said it was an open, you know, an open investigation. Then he said he's open limiting to it. the four people that my staff has chosen. <laughs> it's totally wide open to them and nothing else. Yep. And then he said in an interview, it's a very scary time for young men in America. Well, very scary for people like me. Their personal Vietnams are going to be so different, so different, so different. And then he seemed to have drawn a line. And the line is oddly enough lying. <laughs> Look, he says, I know a liar the- when I am one, <laughs> and I am one all the time. And so if he lies, I'm going to say now that I'll nom- I won't nominate him, but no, of course, I already uh, did. If, you know, we can just kind of blow by it, I'll still right. put him up there. So the thing is, and, and this is really stupid in a lot of ways, but he said uh, that lying to Congress is not acceptable. Uh, it it refers to Brett Kavanaugh. Do it. But he said in the same fucking breath that uh, he believes that Kavanaugh is doing very well right now. <laughs> so it doesn't fucking matter. Yeah, he could put a line in in the sand for lying. But if he doesn't believe he's lying, then what the fuck does that matter? <laughs> I agree. Yeah. Oh, so true. So, so true. And then there's only there's a little bit of good news. Jeff Flake um, came out today with a statement saying um, we need to be sharp and partisan 
on Kavanaugh's remarks, and we can't have this, meaning his actions and the potential, the, the the fact that he's potentially a rapist on the court. So, did you mean nonpartisan? Um, uh, I'm sorry, that was his comments on the sharp and partisan oh, Kavanaugh okay, remarks. Okay, but he says we can't have this on the court. Can't have it. Can't have it on the court, even though no. it's already there. Yeah, with so Neil Gorsuch. I, it's, it's great that he is saying this, but now how is he going to vote? Let's see how he votes. Well, uh, 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 unless they can find, find him lying, I'm, I'm just going to vote for him. Yep. <laughs> uh, if you don't know, the committee did vote along party lines 11 to 10 to pass Kavanaugh's nomination to the Senate-wide confirmation vote, which um, uh, uh, bitch McConnell did say will happen by the end of this week. <laughs> so there you go. There's our update on the Kavanaugh hearing. Uh, and believe me, there's a lot more to it. But, I mean, God, we can't talk about that any longer. I mean, yeah, it was, <laughs> it's, it was one of the lowest points, I think, in American history. It really feels yeah. like that. At least modern it? American history. Well, you know what, Austin? It's okay. I can bring you right back oh, up. Thank because you. something fucking amazing happened this what morning. What was it, Tom? I am not used to waking up and having uh, one CNN or HuffPo message on my phone saying, hey, good news. Normally, it's bad news, bad news, bad news. More people died. Today. Well, there was that Allentown car bomb. <laughs> and there was like 1,500 people died in a fucking earthquake. Did you see that? Oh, I'm sorry. What side of the world was that on? Okay. Okay. <laughs> uh, Amazon. Remember Amazon? The small business. Yes, I remember it very um, well. They announced, oh, hey, Bernie, how you doing? <laughs> you doing all right? I am doing very good. This one involves you, Mr. Sanders. <laughs> uh, Amazon announces $15 minimum wage for all U.S. employees in all Amazon factories and um, whatever, Whole Foods? Whole Foods is what they own. <laughs> yeah, they do own It'll Whole be Foods, yeah. It'll be about 350,000 employees will now receive at least $15 minimum wage. I only have one thing to say. You're welcome. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So this is the statement from Jeff Bezos, the founder and CEO of Amazon. We listened to our critics, thought hard about what we wanted to do, and decided... We want to lead. Mm -hmm. We're excited about this change, and we encourage our competitors and other large employers to join us. Can can I read what that actually means? I'll translate it into non-rich person. Mm -hmm. Go for it. Yes. Uh, We here at Amazon were tired of being in the news for paying our employees (laughs) terrible wages, so we've decided that a slight bump in their pay will uh, stop the bad press, and maybe they won't be so hard on us. Well, let's be fair. Let's be fair. (laughs) I wish all press conferences or uh, press releases ended with the end. (laughs) I know. I know. And now Elon Musk (laughs) is stepping down from Tesla, Mm -hmm. the end. (laughs) But let's be fair. $15 from $7.25 is not a minor bump. No, it wasn't from $7.25. It was from around like 10 or 11 it says here from uh, CNN Money, uh, Amazon also said the public policy team will begin lobbying yeah, the for an increase in the federal. Oh, the federal minimum wage. Yeah, yeah you're right. Uh, which is seven twenty five. So, what was it at? What did you say it was? Um, well, in our area, it was around well, not ours anymore, but it was around ten or eleven dollars. But I did okay. see it as low as like nine or maybe okay. like eight seven in some places, like in the okay. South and the Midwest. Mm-hmm. Um. 
But now it's yeah, going to so, be 15 bucks an hour. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And that's that's a that's a pretty big win. Um, oh, every once in a while, Bernie almost becomes one of the Kennedys. <laughs> I era, uh, I like the minimum wage <laughs> to be very high. <laughs> um, critics, including independent Senator Bernie Sanders of Vermont, se- have said that Amazon does not pay workers enough. They have drawn a contrast with Bezos' spectacular wealth. He is the richest person alive, worth an estimated measly $165 billion. And you'd think, you know, being um, the richest person alive, you could like you could do something to yourself so you don't look like Rick Scott. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I know. Yeah, really. He he does look wow, that's actually weird. I never I never put that together, but he kind of does. Yeah, it's the phallic shape. Uh so Bernie said, I want to give credit where credit is due. I want to congratulate Mr. Bezos for doing exactly the right thing, uh, pushing it toward uh, $15 and now encouraging a $15 federal minimum wage. This is a very big story, and I I, I think it gets sort of lost in a lot of the nonsense that goes on. But this, the biggest company in the world yeah, it's huge. is it's huge. It's a huge, huge development. And a lot of it has to do with the fact that Bernie Sanders has been bullying Jeff Bezos. <laughs> no, literally a hundred percent of this yeah. has to do with Bernie Sanders. <laughs> I mean, um, he was able to rally the workers and they put a lot of pressure on Amazon, but it was him. I mean, he started this fight and he ended it. And you know what? Kudos to companies like Target. Target says, um, it, it, well, it had already announced this, but raised its minimum wage for new hires to $12 an hour in September and plans to raise its minimum wage to $15 by the end of 2020. Disney also reached a deal uh, to pay for oh. uh, $15 an hour. Also, with the help of Bernie Sanders. Uh, yes. Uh, if only he could get things done. <laughs> Yeah. Now, Walmart, the country's uh, largest private sector uh, employer, which has over 1 million workers, raised its minimum wage to $11 in February. Now, oh, you know, before you go on, I have a crazy question for you, or I have a trivia thing. So, do you know who employs the most people in this country? Um, hmm. I would have, I would have assumed it was Walmart, but then you'd assume correctly. Oh, okay. I, yeah, yeah, I feel like it has but to be But do you Walmart. know who the second biggest is? Dumb all over. Yes, we <laughs> we employ the masses. <laughs> Come on. Even our employees pay us. Yeah, no. Um, <laughs> no, it's The not second us. biggest? Um, shit, I, I really I don't know. The post office. Oh, okay, yeah. okay, okay. That's cool. I didn't know that. Yeah. Little trivia. And then this has and, been and, uh, the first edition of Trivia Time with Austin. No, but there's a point. There was a point I have about this. Go Do ahead. you know how much? Like you were saying, they get paid at Walmart. Uh, yeah, eleven bucks an hour. You know how much even an entrance level employee gets paid at the post office? Seventeen. Close. It's sixteen seventy-five. Sixteen. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. Nice. And you know what the difference yeah, is? Good. Five. Five dollars. No. <laughs> you know, but you know why? There's a difference. <laughs> Yeah, it's, um, yeah, it's not the mathematical uh, difference. I know you know what that is. Um, um, it's government versus private sector? That's one, and then there's another one, too. Uh, uh, labor. Labor unions. Exactly, yep. There you go. <laughs> Don't <laughs> worry, Tom knows this stuff. <laughs> I do, I, I just like didn't know what you want. <laughs> do you know where it is? <laughs> And then even if you don't say anything, she's like, that's right. <laughs> it's like, I'm going to be right. <laughs> that's I didn't what say I was anything. kind of hoping you would do. 
Um, do you do you think other companies are going to start following suit? I mean, Amazon is the it's one of the biggest companies in the world. Well, I have to say, and if it were a different company, I would say probably not. But now I think it's going to be hard for them to not follow suit. Right. Yeah. yeah. And whether or not Jeff Bezos gives a shit if the federal uh, minimum wage goes up to $15, if he's pushing it at all, there's got to be pressure for that to happen. Mm-hmm. So, like I said, this so is a very I just, important no, I just story. just want to take this time and really thank the person responsible. Thank you, Peter Dow. <laughs> You did a great job <laughs> um, pushing for this to ha- oh What? No. Hold on, I'm sorry. Uh, the producers are telling me that Peter Dow never once pushed for this to happen. No, he didn't? And that his centrist whoa. pragmatism hasn't uh, whoa, helped whoa, the working whoa, class whoa, whoa. in ever. Whoa, yeah. whoa. Easy. Hillary supports $15, <laughs> doesn't she? Yeah. Uh, no, she doesn't. Oh, shit. <laughs> Fuck. Well, there goes my point. Yeah. Um. Well, anyway, I d- she does sometimes. Oh, well, when, sometimes. It, when, when it's convenient, like when New York passed it. Yeah. All right. Um. So that's good news. For once, we never seem to have good news, but that's uh, no. That was really good news. Yeah. Like that was really good, unexpected news. Yeah. Uh, and then briefly, let's just cover this one, and then uh, we'll call it a day. Um, <laughs> I have to put in that uh. Michael Barbaro's, and here's the other stuff you need to know today. <laughs> um, not yet. This one we'll cover just a little bit longer than the rest oh, okay. of it. Okay, okay. But um, this comes from the New York Times. Something else that happened today. Today was actually it's the daily. <laughs> <laughs> this is actually quite a busy day now that I think about it. But um, mm. Trump ripped apart NAFTA and created a ripped new apart. NAFTA. Then put it back together <laughs> with slightly, exactly the same way. With slightly different pieces, I but guess. But it's gold now. Yeah, it's great. It's now because he did it. He did it. It's gold. Yeah. I gave it the perfect golden shower. Here's his exact quote on that. It's not NAFTA redone. It's a brand new deal. Brand new deal just happens to be exactly the same as NAFTA. Exactly the same thing as NAFTA. But slightly different. The key exactly points. the same. Key points in this. Um, Trump is trying to make an attempt to steer more car production to the United States. Uh, NAFTA required automakers to produce 62.5% of the vehicle's content in North America uh, to qual- to qualify for zero tariffs. The new agreement raises that threshold over time to 75%. That's meant to force automakers to source fewer parts for an assembled in Mexico or Canada car from Germany, yeah, but Japan, this, South Korea, China. This is just prolonging the inevitable. Uh-huh. Is that these jobs are going to be automated. Well, Those are exactly the jobs that are going to be automated. Right. There is a little bit of cool news, I guess, in this. One of the agreements that's added is that the factories, those car factories, uh, must pay at a minimum of $16 an hour, which is sounds great, but on well, yeah, paper- Yeah, but I think that's actually less than they were making. It might be. And then on the uh, to add to that, just what you exactly just said, they're all automated. There might be five workers in these plants. Yeah, and that's why, like, like what a real trade agreement should do is put aside any of the surplus and use it for training, to train people in the new uh, economic sectors. Right. Like, I don't know, the fastest growing one, green energy. Green energy. Well, it used to be. I don't know if it still is with all the fucking problems that this administration is going to be giving it. Look, Tom, <laughs> we have perfectly good clean coal. I'm sorry. Clean, All I heard was diarrhea, diarrhea. Clean, beautiful coal. Coal, diarrhea. Okay. So clean, you can eat off of it. 
So clean. So oh. clean. Mm, yeah, so clean. I use it in the shower. Oh, yeah? So clean. It? Oh, yeah? Beautiful, clean core. <laughs> okay, shut up. Beautiful. <laughs> shut clean, up, beautiful, Austin. <laughs> clean core. <laughs> Relief from future auto tariffs for Canada and Mexico is another talking point on this. Uh, Those robots are going to be thrilled. <laughs> <laughs> Especially when they form a union. <laughs> this is a weird one. Uh, wins for American cheese and wine. Perhaps the biggest sticking point in negotiations oh, over the last I'm sorry. month. Uh, that is not a win for anybody. <laughs> was the issue of Canada's protection on its dairy market, including limits on imported dairy products from the U.S. and government support that gives Canadian products an advantage on international markets. Uh, dairy was in a their deal own bre- country. Dairy was a deal breaker, Mr. Trump said. Yeah, it looks like a deal breaker. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the new agreement gives the United States victor- uh, victor- victorious victories on both fronts. It gradually opens the Canadian market to more exported American dairy products, including fluid milk, cream, butter, skim milk, powder, um, oh my God. cheese, and other dairy products. I could, I could just see like a lunch meeting between the two of them, <laughs> the Prime Minister of Canada and yeah. you know the orange clown. Yeah, and and he's like, you know, um, Trudeau would be like, uh, you know, I'll have a croque madame with, you know, some camembert, and Trump's like, <laughs> you know, you should try, you should try the Big Mac with American <laughs> cheese, American cheese. It's just like plastic. You'll love it. It is plastic. It's like plastic cheese. Oh, it's we call it cheese product. <laughs> Canada and also. And if you really want to go crazy, you should try <laughs> Cheese Whiz. It doesn't even have dairy. Canada or also food. agreed to eliminate a program that helps Canadian sellers of certain milk products at home and abroad. It also creates a list of cheese names that Mexico and the United States agree can be marketed without restriction in their retrospective countries, and it forces grocery stores in British Columbia to stop their practice of selling British Columbian only wines on certain shelves. Mm. So, I mean, there's some good wines in California, so I guess th- they'll be treated to a few good ones. But <laughs> And shockingly, there's one good wine from Pennsylvania. Yeah, yeah. It just happens to be where uh, I used to live. Yeah, where I currently live, the one mm-hmm. positive. Um, uh, one more talking point, and then I'm done with this one. A okay. win for Canada on um, pretty much... They just renegotiated some chapters of NAFTA. Um, this one is just uh, about tariffs. This is so boring. Canada won the fight to keep the provision uh, in the revised agreement. It did agree to eliminate another form of the enforcement between the United States and Canada, which allows investors to sue for relief from so- from foreign countries' uh, actions. Uh, so whatever. I just let Trudeau do whatever he wants. I don't care. Nah, seriously. But anyway, it's it's NAFTA. It's literally just NAFTA. NAFTA. <laughs> Couple different. We're going to call it the nearly awesome trade agreement. Nearly awesome (laughs) trade agreement. Nada. You're missing uh, an F. We got rid of the F. (laughs) That's how it's different. Nada. Nada. Uh huh. We tried it with an R, but it didn't work. (laughs) Oh my (laughs) god. Not at the beginning. (laughs) No, not at the beginning. I'm not going to say it. All right, so that ends the main story. Some stories that you might have missed. Uh, Kanye West calls for ab- abolition of the 13th Amendment, which, by oh, the way, Tom, abolished. Tom, what, what was the 13th Amendment again? Uh, it abolished slavery! Yeah. <laughs> Except in the prisons. Yeah, I know. Uh, well, Barack- of course, so if there's one small problem with it, we should really just get rid of the whole thing. <laughs> Barack Obama backs Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez in new round of endorsements. 
It's interesting. Uh, staffer for Florida gubernatorial um, candidate Andrew Gillum fired after tweet calling for Trump's execution. Uh-oh. Trump administration abruptly ends a key law enforcement uh, program at wildlife refuges. Nice. Uh, under the fog of Kavanaugh, the House passed a $3.8 trillion tax cut. Uh, Elizabeth Warren says 2020 presidential run is on the table. And Tesla CEO Elon Musk resigns as chairman. And promptly shoots himself into Mars. <laughs> <laughs> And uh, Tesla has to pay like $20 million every day or something like that. Serves him right, stupid gasless cars. (laughs) And that's it for the Trump Report. (laughs) Uh, Let's take a break. When we come back, we have a very interesting uh, interview with uh, a friend of ours. Uh, Her name is Joy Marie Mann. She's an activist and a fellow Bernie Sanders supporter. So let's listen to what she has to say when we come back. Mm, sounds good, though. Hey, listeners, before we get into the interview, I just wanted to uh, give you a note from the audio person that um, we had to do this interview a slightly different way, so the audio quality is not quite what we're used to having on the show. But I still think the interview went really well and it was worth having. So uh, with that being said, I'll let Tom take it from here. Welcome back to the Dowcast, everyone. No. <laughs> Our next guest no, 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 no. is an outspoken activist, a progressive host of her own show, and a manager of a very popular Facebook page, among many other things. Her name is Joy Marie Mann, and we are very, very happy to have her on our show for the first time, I promise. <laughs> Joy, how are you? <laughs> Good. Uh, thank you guys so much for having me on <laughs> again. Of course. No, never <laughs> happened. Never happened before. Hey, Tom, I think half the audience was expecting you to introduce Peter Dow. <laughs> yeah, no, no. But welcome to the Dow I'll, I'll take Peter Douche. <laughs> Peter Douche, hell yeah. yeah. Uh, Joy, we met each other on Facebook not too long ago, and I instantly knew we had to have you on the show. Um why don't you go ahead and introduce yourself to our audience? I'm sure some people of our audience probably already knows who you are, but um, go ahead, introduce yourself. Tell us what you do as well. Okay. Um, so my name is Joy. I was given the name Savage Joy by my uh, viewer. Um, I started out working for Bernie's campaign in 2015 and 16 um, and realized that I kind of needed to get more political and embrace that free education Bernie was giving us all. And, you know, did the phone banking, the canvassing, um, you know, um, started marches, uh, voter registration, things like that, um, and started going to a bunch of his rallies and all kinds of stuff. And then um, basically I once, you know, Basically, everything was stolen from us. I went to Occupy BNC for uh, six days and and marched for like eight miles a day in over 100 degrees and just, you know, screamed my my voice raw with so many thousands of others about the injustice and everything we were seeing unfolding in front of our eyes. Mm -hmm. And 
and that that just changed my life that week. Seeing so many people I love in so much pain because it was the death of democracy and also because all of our work and all of our hopes and passion and everything we gave was just, you know, it seemed all moot at that point. So I started, you know, kind of living by, you know, Burns one quote, never ever lose your sense of outrage. And I started organizing events. Um, I'm in Harrisburg, Pennsylvania area. So Mm -hmm. I would have a lot of events on the Harrisburg Capitol steps. It was very convenient. Um, So I would do everything from um, Flint to Gaffel to um, Muslim solidarity to, um, you know, supportive immigrants. and, And it just kind of started taking a life of its own. And, uh, you know, the policemen would say, wow, we're going to have to start charging you a second mortgage for being on these steps all the time. And um, it was just, it's, you know, very rewarding. I mean, sometimes there's almost a thousand people who show up who, you know, it's, yeah, it's, it's pretty amazing. And, you know, it's a good, um, it's good proof of, you know, sometimes people aren't the one to take that initial step. But if you do something and you make it available to them, they will join in a heartbeat. So that kind of got me started with with everything, like organizing and and um, doing all the you know the uh, protests and rallies and marches, things like that. Um, and then I met the uh, creator slash you know manager of Real Progressive, Steve Grumbine, and he was kind of like on me for like a year. Like you have to come, you know, join real progressives. You have to. And I was so self-conscious about being on camera. And I was like, you know, I'm the kind of person who's a free spirit in person, but I get in front of a camera and I just, you know, I'm, I'm just a dork, but not in a good way. Mm -hmm. And he just kept trying to talk me into it. And, you know, I was doing like rant videos about like the DNC and shit on my personal page. And I literally had about 200 friends. So it'd be good if it got maybe 20 emojis, maybe. (laughs) Um, So, so I, I, one day I was just like, you know what? Fuck it. I'm going to join. I'll do a video. I'll see how it goes. Um, and you can hear my, my voice trembling in it. It's awful. I look back and I played it for like 20 seconds and I was squirming. Um, but, <laughs> but yeah, like it, it ended up getting like over 5,000 views and it was like, you know, I got a lot of hate though. I'm not going to front. Like oh, I got gosh. a lot of hate. Um, usually I, the hate I get is about the way I look, which is not very, uh, progressive, but, um, it's yeah, that's, like, that's, that's crazy. a lot of it. Yeah. It's like, you know, I can't even pay attention to what you're saying because I, I'm just staring at all the like earrings in your face and like just stupid shit. And it's just like, Oh, Oh my God, dude, you have no idea. Yeah, it's so fucking no stupid. <laughs> no, that's yeah. That's why. We oh do my god! Like, <laughs> it's so ridiculous. Like, I, I can't even count how many. There's probably at least one on each show I do. 
easily. Wow. Um, That's unbelievable. So that's something I have to try and get used to. Now, a lot of people, you know, I've, I've a lot of the same followers and stuff. So people have gotten more used to me, but um, I still get lectured a lot about my language um, <laughs> because oh, that's nice. I, being, <laughs> being a girl, it's kind of like, you know, I get these, like um, these guys who are literally like my age, I'm going to be 40 in a few months, even though I look about 16, <laughs> I, I am, you know, I'm a, I'm a grown adult. Um, and they'll come at me and be like, you kiss your mother with that mouth? And I'll say, you're damn fucking right, I do. <laughs> you know? And, <laughs> I mean, it's, it's, so, you know, people try to micromanage. I'm not like other live streamers because I do say what's on my mind. I have no qualms, um, you know, uh, being raw and being organic and asking things that make people uncomfortable. and you know, asking things that no one else will. I feel that's my duty. Mm. So I just, I, you know, my rants went into, um, I went to, a, I, I had a speaking event where I was speaking in Chicago at the People's Summit. And um, I, I was actually speaking on a panel with Levy Sanders, Bernie's son. Um, and oh, that's cool. Yeah. When I was, yeah, we've become very close friends. Um, oh, very cool. And when I was, yeah, we we've talked on the phone for like hours, a million times. And the funny thing is, he sounds exactly like his dad, but with a whole <laughs> bunch of f bombs. Like oh, I mean, he'll be like, "Fucking oligarchy!" <laughs> like I mean, it's just it's so spot on. It's amazing. Um, <laughs> so I was there, and I and I met this real, you know, this this boy who was such a sweetheart and he's from Broward County in Florida and he was telling me he works for Tim Canova and I said oh do you think he'd come on my show and I like didn't really have a show I would just rant here and there and you know the the kid's like yeah I don't see why not so next thing I know I my very first interview is none other than Tim Canova and (laughs) I pretty much had a nervous breakdown that day um (laughs) And the next day I texted him and I was like, surprise, you're the first interview I ever did. And he thought I was joking. And, (laughs) you know, he said some really sweet, very kind, um, just very beautiful things to me. And it just kind of kept me going. That's awesome. That's a great first guest to have. Holy shit. <laughs> I know. I was like, just get the big ones out of the way, like yeah. right away. <laughs> yeah. That's yeah. what she said. <laughs> <laughs> now, I think, I think we were lucky enough to have Tom Prigg as our first big interview. He was. Yeah. He yeah. was our first. Oh, that's my buddy. He's yeah, great. he's awesome. Yeah, he's amazing. He's he awesome. wonderful. Uh, I, yeah, I think he really is. We've we don't th- I don't think we've had one guest that we've well, yeah, maybe we have, but not in the political realm where we're oh. just like <laughs> where we're just like well, th- you know, the all the people that we've interviewed in the political realm have been amazing, but mostly because we interview progressives. Yeah, <laughs> true. Maybe right, maybe exactly. Something to that, by the way. Um, so your show. <laughs> one of the things that you were telling me about your show is that you are not afraid to speak your mind. Um, and you've had quite a few run-ins with uh, people because you ask questions that others don't ask. So I want to ask you, 
what what's a memorable moment of one of the interviews that you've had? Something that stands out to you? One of the ones that makes me laugh so hard is when I the first time I was interviewing Congressman Rokana, I I wouldn't I Technically, it was an accident, but I usually don't try and censor myself. But I mean, he's, you know, he's kind of an important dude. So sure. I may have uh, dropped an F-bomb like by accident while oh, I'm no. talking directly to him. <laughs> and he looks oh, no. down and, you know, he's not exactly pale, but he did get red, like mm. visibly red. And I was like, <laughs> oh, my God. And then, for some reason, his assistant texted me after the show, like an hour later, and he, she's like, he'd love to come back on. Oh. And I was like, do what? <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, he, he, he came back on. He, he came on a second time, and, and which is so interesting because I think, you know, it's, it's refreshing for certain people who always, you know, get asked to come on by, like, Clinton News Network and stuff like that. And, you know, here's someone I'm just like, you know, so average, like there's nothing special about me at all. I just have a camera. Like I work in healthcare. I like, you know, I'm just normal. I, you know, married, have a dog, have a house. Like it's, I'm just so normal. But, and I think that's refreshing to them to actually get to speak to someone who is a voter and an activist instead of someone being paid to ask the same trite crap over and over. Mm. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I mean, every single time a politician goes on television and they're asked questions, it's mostly routine questions. I mean, we're guilty of that too here uh, because most of the times whenever we have uh, politicians that come on, we kind of just want to get to know who they are, but we do ask some hard questions and it's always, you know, those candidates are always appreciative of that because sometimes, mm-hmm. they, sometimes they like to be asked those questions because those basic questions that they get asked all the time are what they're going to get asked all the time. And you don't really get to learn who they are. So well, uh, what's, the, what's their question? They always ask progressive candidates. It's always, um, well, how are you going to pay for it? Right. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's one thing we always make sure we ask is, hey, how are you campaign? How are you financing your your campaign? And yeah. we we normally get the exact. Well, I think every single time we've gotten the exact same answers uh, because we only interview progressives. But what's one of the more shocking moments that you had with a politician? Maybe maybe somebody that you thought was going to have a certain answer, and then all of a sudden they shocked you with another answer. know that I've been shocked um, because I, I'm a really good read on people. I can I, I can sense energy really well and I don't mean in person. I just mean like I can tell someone, you know, if there's sincerity. And I think, you know, one of the most awesome moments was um, when I shocked John Fetterman. Um, I interviewed him the night before the PA primary and he, um, you know, I, I called him out on his shit and I was like, you know, some people call you frackerman. Um, so I'd like to address why you haven't come out and taken a stand against fracking. And he starts like beating around the bush and shit like that. And I was like, actually, 
I would actually like a yes or no answer. Like I'm trying to get your actual stance on it. And he's like, I don't support fracking. I was like, Oh yes, I finally fucking got it. So we can hold that shit on him. (laughs) Then, (laughs) then later, I'd say maybe five minutes later, I didn't give him a chance to breathe. I was just like, Oh, by the way, a lot of burners are feel very betrayed by you because we met you at his rallies. You you were a big time burner. Your wife is a delegate. And then all of a sudden, after July, you started shilling hardcore. Like not just saying, you know, I'm going to vote for her or whatever. That's his personal business. But he was shilling. Like he was straight up like, you know, dissing third party voters and all kinds of stuff. So I called him the fuck out. And I was like, <laughs> do you think that's a good way to get people to get votes? Why, why is this like, I just wrote a huge article about vote shaming. It still exists. It makes no damn sense. And, and, you know, so I had to call him out cause I had that opportunity and I know damn right. Well, no one else would have the balls to do it. Sure. Yeah, no, it's like I said, it's definitely important to do that, especially with a candidate like Fetterman, who, as you said, is uh, on the progressive side. Those questions have to be answered. And I'm kind of kind of glad that you got that. I have to go back and watch that episode because that's got to I just want to see. It's got to be so funny to me to see uh, his face. Yeah, oh exactly. My God. Was, I was like, like I'm five two, and he's about eight five. And when we met, I was like literally up to his nipples. Like I was so short, and he's like giving me this look where he was like, I thought he was gonna send like fire through his eyes. Oh, like man. it was so bad. And then I ran into him like two weeks later at an event, a political event, and I was like. Hi, do you remember me? And he goes, Yeah, I remember you. <laughs> I was like, Oh shit, I made an impression. Yeah, that's what's up. <laughs> <laughs> now, because you and uh, you and us, we, we interview progressive candidates all the time. You do as well. Um, you have a pretty good grasp on progressive candidates and hopefully the future of progressivism. So, with that said. What do you think the future looks like for progressives? Um, do you think it's going to be a, a, a one of those slow-moving battles, or do you think we're making progress uh, a lot quicker than expected? What do, what do you think is the future? Um, I think that we're making progress a lot slower than people anticipated. I don't think people anticipated the amount of um, defeatism and uh, complacency. I often say, you know, fuck the blue wave. I want a progressive tsunami. Right. I don't care if you're them. I don't give a flying fuck. I want someone who's going to fight for Medicare for all, for money out of politics. I vote person, not party. We got to get away from this stupid, you know, duopoly bullshit. Like, vote with your heart. Vote with your conscience. Um, you know, and we're not seeing that. We're also seeing a lot of people who were, you know, I don't give a shit. I won't vote for anyone who does this, this, and this. And then Trump is getting so bad that these people are backing down and they're saying, okay, now I'm going to say vote blue no matter who, you know, Mm -hmm. and they're backing down. And 
And there's just no reason to, because until you get to that ballot box, we have that upper hand. We are in the moment where we can tell them, even if we believe it in that moment, that's all that matters. Look, you're not, get, you're not getting my vote unless, and they're going to listen to us because they want our vote. Yeah. So we have that obligation. People are like, they're, they're too complacent sitting there. They're, you know, uh, like armchair activists. They, you know, they, they post, they bitch and moan on Facebook all day, which is fine. I do it too, but that's the extent of what they do. Um, and we have one more month to get these people to wake up after they're elected. You think they're going to even answer our phone calls? Come on. Mm-hmm. No, we have to seize this moment and tell them, look, we will not vote for you unless. So I don't, you know, I, there's a lot of people who are like, there's X amount of Bernie crowds who have been elected. Yeah, no, actually, if you don't support Bernie, you're not a Bernie crowd. And mm-hmm. they love to like say we're winning in so many ways. And and the fact of the matter is, I, I we're just, you know, it's it's not as much as everyone likes to think it is. And and that's not me being a pessimist. It's me being a realist. You guys know when you interview candidates, like I've interviewed over 90 candidates. Some of them I get so close to emotionally and I really love and I just adore. And when I see them lose, it breaks my heart okay. because I'm like, yeah. no, wait a second. Like I would give anything to vote for this candidate. Yeah. Uh, like, like Stephen Jaffe, he and I got very close. He mm-hmm. came on twice. Twenty one percent of California shows up to vote. You had a chance to give a fuck you to Nancy Pelosi, and you couldn't get off your ass. Right. Like that shit is heartbreaking. Mm-hmm. That it's just like oh my god, or like. You know, Gail McLaughlin, I had twice. I thought I thought there was no way she wasn't going to win, and not even close. So you get so attached, and these people give you hope, and they make your heart so full, and, and you're like, oh, my God, you know, they could really, like, we could change things. And then the voters don't turn out, and you're like, damn, what's the point of all this? Like, what? why do we do, you know, what we do with these podcasts and stuff. If, if people are going to be that uninspired that, you know, they're just, yeah, well, you know, it's, it's, it's hard. It's hard to accept. And, and you also see these candidates and how much they put into everything, right. you know, they'll be working full time and campaigning full time and taking a second mortgage out on their house mm-hmm. to, to fund the campaign and, and all this stuff. And like Tom Priggs, I mean, that dude worked for over a year on his campaign. He's a fucking scientist yeah. on the, yeah. in, in his other job is him as a fucking scientist. <laughs> like, come yeah, on. Yeah, for real, for real. So I think you guys, I'm sure you guys know, it's, it's, it can be hard to, and you, you have those days where you're just like, what is the point? What's mm-hmm. the point? No, yeah. Why do I do this? Every day. Every, I, I'm going to say safely every single day, I'm, there's at least one moment every day. I'm like, wow, what's like, it, it's just a waste of my time. It's just a waste of my time to make a whole episode about Brett Kavanaugh when Brett Kavanaugh is going to be, you know, nominated for the Supreme court. 
And absolutely, there's days like that all the time. But well, the only way we can stop that, at least from the way I look at it, is by keep fighting. And I think what you do with your show and what we do and what other progressives do, I think is at least helping. It's got to be helping the cause. And I, I won't, I, I believe that it is helping and you can't tell me otherwise. Cause I, <laughs> I like doing the show and I don't want to stop doing it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I'm just going to tell myself I'm, yes, you know, worth it. something. So <laughs> even if it's just rationalizing, exactly. I don't, I don't care if it's true. anymore. I just yeah. like doing the show. So fuck it. <laughs> um, well, you know, it's interesting too, though, because you know, I, I've had a, a lot of, like a lot of medical issues the past um since august and september and you know i you always get compliments like i love your show you're funny things like that um but when i got what's that (laughs) i'm saying we don't (laughs) (laughs) hey i told you that oh thank Um, you (laughs) (laughs) i actually i you know i was posting about like i you know, last month I went legally blind and that was, you know, that's oh, changed my life. That's, okay. that's one of the, the medical things I've been dealing with. And, um, you know, the, the medical bills have just been like, uh, Oh my God, just absolutely ridiculous. Um, sorry, to, sorry and, to hear that. you know, thank you. Well, and then I just had my gallbladder out last week oh. and now I have to have a different unrelated surgery in two weeks and oh. I'm just a mess. But yeah, so the bills are pouring in and I was just bitching about it one day on Facebook and everyone's like, oh, you need a GoFundMe. You need... And I was like, no, people need it more than me. I sound like so ridiculous even bitching about it because I have a roof over my head and I have a job, you know, this is bullshit. I shouldn't even be saying this. And I just kept fighting it. And um, this beautiful soul named Melanie, who I know from Facebook, is like, I don't give a fuck what you say. I just set one up. (laughs) And I was like, (laughs) oh, my God. And (laughs) the amount of love, I mean, it's literally at like $1,900, like almost $2,000 from just, it was like at 1500 within 48 hours because that's our movement. Mm-hmm. People care. People. Mm-hmm. So like, you know, I have these moments where I'm like, uh, does anybody even pay attention when I do my show and stuff? And then something like that happens. And I recognized every single name and it's just, I'm going to, I'm getting choked up, but like, it's just, it's so amazing to that. You, you know, you can be humble and, and not realize the effect you have on people. And then when they realize like you're in pain, you know, and, and you're going through something, they, you know, you realize, holy shit, maybe I am making a difference. Mm-hmm. So just because you don't hear it doesn't, doesn't mean people don't think it. Well, you definitely are making a difference, whether you notice it or not. Um, why don't you go ahead and tell our listeners where they can find you so they can watch your show um, and, and all that plug everything that you physically can. (laughs) 
Okay, sorry. Um, <laughs> that was like a total, that's what she said. Um, so, I'm like, plug, it. plug it hard, hurry. Just like plug everything in everywhere. Just, you know. Well, I'm pretty, I'm pretty <laughs> I'm sure like, there is a butt plug named after Tom. Oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> <laughs> no, wait, what's it? Boofer. <laughs> Everybody's gonna boof. <laughs> oh my god, that was a highlight when you guys told me what boofing in a devil's triangle was. I felt Sorry about like that. such a prude. <laughs> I'm like, wait, I'm the crassest person I know. How do I not know this? <laughs> That's bullshit. <laughs> but I digress. Um, so. Again, my show is called Savage Joy. Um, it's on Real Progressives on Facebook, um, and it, they get uploaded to YouTube afterwards. Um, if you guys don't know Real Progressives, we are an, um, an organization um, which uh, brings people together to... Um, we focus a lot on economics and MMT and teaching people about you know how taxes don't fund spending and how we can you know, federal job guarantee, um, things like this. We want to um, have a Green New Deal. We focus on things like that. And we have a couple streamers. We have a nurse who talks about universal health care a lot. We have Steve, who does mostly rants and, and talks about economics and, and cognitive dissonance. We have me, who does rants and, and political uh, candidate interviews. So, and then I write articles as well as do a bunch of other people. Um, so we really have a mixture of stuff. Um, I'm the, the in-house burner. Um, <laughs> I am a very Bernie-oriented Bernie uh, at the, uh, the base of everything. But you can catch me Monday, Wednesday, Friday at 9 p.m. Eastern. And then I do travel, um, you know, on along the East Coast for political events now and then as well. Awesome. Very cool. Very cool. Um, if you ever see Bernie again, tell him we said hi. Um, you know. Oh, and tell him uh, thank you for saving all the children. Yeah, and thank you for saving a, a random person's yeah. life while, you know, just being... Bernie Sanders on his off day, I guess. <laughs> I know, right? Like, like, oh, okay. In the past 24 hours, I, like, you know, helped 350,000 people get, you know, like, double their wage. I came out with legislation to um, break up the big banks. I protested Kavanaugh. Um, I saved a girl from, like, almost getting run over. Seriously. Oh, that was my day. What did you do? Fucking seriously? Yeah. <laughs> he accomplished but more he's too today. Old. He accomplished, yeah, yeah, you know, he's ancient. Uh, he accomplished more today <laughs> than I've accomplished my entire fucking life. It's amazing. <laughs> yeah, seriously. It's amazing. Well, I, I've actually, this, I am officially a grumpy grandpa groupie because I have been in his presence 10 times now. Ooh. So. That's that's pretty uh, hardcore. Yeah, no, I was at his birthday party. I know. His I saw the birthday pictures. party. I saw the fucking pictures. Stop rubbing it in. <laughs> <laughs> I was at his birthday party. <laughs> well, that's okay, you that's know okay Bernie. We're still waiting for our invitation. <laughs> listen, listen. If you ever, if you, if you ever see him again, and he's bored, and he has like twenty minutes to go on a podcast that he's never heard of, uh, you know, we're free. We'll make time. 
I promise. <laughs> <laughs> I will try to remember that, but the first time I met him, I literally couldn't remember yeah, my that, name. Yeah, that so, would be that would be me. Yep. I'm I'm getting better. I'm getting better. <laughs> Jane, his wife, said she watches my show. Oh, and that's awesome. I, I told her I was going to pee my pants, <laughs> and she laughed. But yeah, she's she's uh, First Lady Jane. She's I love a beautiful family. soul. It's a beautiful family. Mm-hmm. Um, Joy, thank you so much for uh, joining us. It's it's been a joy. Oh, I knew you couldn't avoid it. <laughs> I never hear that. No, never. I'm surprised. <laughs> just, Not, just don't uh, start texting me shit around Christmas because then I'm going to have to cut your ass off. <laughs> no, well, that's just good old, it's good old folksy Uncle Tom. I pr- no, <laughs> no. Um, seriously, thank you so much for uh, joining us. Uh, I'm sure we will be um, speaking again soon. You have to come up back on our show eventually because you're too awesome not to. Um, thank you. Aww. Keep doing what you do. Thank you guys. And uh, you guys as well. Well, thank oh, you. No make sure you keep asking those politicians uh, the, the tough questions because then they could come on our show and then get the basic questions. <laughs> <laughs> like you can warm them up. Yeah, oh, yeah that's like, fine. Oh, you know? <laughs> yeah, we could be the we could be the fluffer. <laughs> yeah, we'll be the fluffer. Yeah, yeah exactly. That's what's what your, I was gonna say. My first question: What's your name? And that's it. We'll go from there. Uh, <laughs> Where did Joy- you grow up? What's your favorite color? <laughs> exactly. What is your favorite color? I want to know that about every politician that I meet. <laughs> no, I don't. I, really don't I think it's usually Black. green, Tom. <laughs> is it green? Is it green? That's funny. Or blue? It could be blue. Oh yeah. Yeah. See. Or purple. But <laughs> no, not red. It's definitely never red. All right. Um, <laughs> once again, thank you, Joy. Uh, let's take a break. When we come back, we will have our final thoughts. And that's, yeah, that's it. That's, uh, how, it th- works. that's how it works. Thank you, Joy, so much for coming on. Thank you, guys. Much love, everyone. Thanks for listening. Um, yeah, welcome back to the Dowcast. We're we're back. We're back. Um it's been a it's been an interesting episode there, Austin. Oh, yes, it has. Yeah. But it is time to end our big dumb show. So I ask you the same thing I ask you every week. What is your favorite color? No I'm kidding. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> orange. <laughs> hey, I like orange. That's a fair color. Hey, <laughs> I know you're joking though. I actually like orange, <laughs> except on Trump. It doesn't look good. Or orangutans. They're creepy. Uh, what are your final thoughts? Don't talk about my father like that. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. No, I didn't say KKK. I said an orangutan. Uh, what are your final thoughts there, Mr. Austin? Uh, well, I have to say that on behalf Technically, of- you don't have to say anything. We just want to no, be No, I feel like I do have to say this. Okay. On behalf of- of the part of the, you know, half of America with penises, we really, really apologize to all the women for what they had to see happen in the Senate uh, because despite incredibly credible testimony, it seems like the majority of the Senate is still probably going to vote for a man accused of sexual assault. Oh, yeah. And that most of the uh, senators in the GOP have made up their mind way before any testimony 
And no matter what Dr. Ford said, they weren't going to listen. And I cannot imagine how that feels. And so I feel like we <laughs> need to apologize because I don't even know. There's no redeeming qualities for what happened. It was a mess. Yep. The whole thing was just a giant mess and one of definitely one of the low points in this country that as far, in my lifetime. I mean, you know, uh, it was horrible. It was horrible. You're very, you're very right. And Kavanaugh just made every guy look like a total douchebag. And I mean, well, guys do that the, on their especially own. Especially the white privilege ones. Right. But, <laughs> yeah. you know, white, white guys te- tend to do that on their own. Yeah. But watching <laughs> Kavanaugh in front of the whole world, I mean, everybody was watching. Are you telling me you don't believe his story about lifting weights with Tobin and Mark and I, Squee? I believe that. <laughs> I totally believe that. I, I, I have no doubt that those things happened. And he was a virgin for a very long time, Tom. That so. I don't believe. No. <laughs> no. Maybe a willing virgin. Like, you know, they said yes, but I don't think that happened either. I, mm-hmm. I, I don't know. I just, it's an embarrassment to this country. But go on. What else are your final thoughts here? Um, other than that, uh, of course, I'd like to thank Joy for coming on the show. Um. Yes, thank you, Joy. It's always great when we have guests. I had uh, yeah. a joyous time. Oh, <laughs> God, the puns. Uh, it was a joyous moment. But yes, but thank you for coming on, and I'm glad we could educate you on what a devil's triangle is. Yes, yeah, you're welcome. And, I'm uh, sorry that you had to learn that, though. I really... Yeah, especially one from of, us. <laughs> that's one of those things that if you had to go the rest of your life not knowing, that would have been fine. That yeah. would have been fine. That <laughs> <laughs> would have been fine, yeah. Yep. And uh, I, don't know, I think that's all I got, Tom. What do you got? Um, I'm happy that Bernie and progressives in general really pushed, um, Amazon to get the $15 an hour. I think that's a great step forward. Um, but with all those good things that we could talk about, Kavanaugh still by the end of by the time you listeners are listening to the show, Kavanaugh might be a judge for the Supreme yeah. Court. Yeah, he might be a justice, and that's you a know? frightening thought. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I I don't I don't know how to react. Uh it's it's sad and it's the fact that we have to live with this man now. For the rest of our lives, probably. Oh my god! Yeah, it's horrifying. I mean, maybe at the end of our lives, we'll we'll get to see somebody take his seat. But I, th- that's not guaranteed. No, and he could no. live another thirty-five years, maybe, maybe more. Uh, I I don't know. Ginsburg's like sixty-five thousand years old. I think that Kavanaugh could live that far th- that long too. And if he does, we're stuck with him. <sighs> And he'll be he'll be influencing uh, our generation as we as a generation get more and more progressive. Our country is about to take a giant step backwards, and they're going to fight us on everything. And I'm upset by that. Yeah, it's going to be it's going to be bad. Yeah. So I, I don't know. It's just it's really fucking. St- Gary and uh, we live in a really fucked up world right now but let's hope let's just try to stay positive and hope that uh, by the time this episode is released Kavanaugh is not confirmed yep 
it's all we can do. But yeah. other than that, thank you, Joy. And I mean, uh, thank you for coming on and putting up with us. <laughs> but that's all. That's all I got. Um, so before we end the show, uh, I just want to remind you to make sure you f- you uh, follow us on Twitch. Uh, twitch.tv forward slash Dumbledore podcast. Uh, I see we're, we, we've been getting a few people uh, joining us there. Try to make a Twitch account. They're completely free. Uh, make one. Follow us there. You'll get a notification because we are going live in one month and four days for the midterm. So that's uh, the Tuesday we're recording. So less than a month from the time you're hearing this, we will be going live to cover the midterms all day, and it will be on twitch.tv forward slash podcast. So if you're listening to this, no more excuses. Make a Twitch account and follow us there and join us as we get drunk and hopefully witness history. <laughs> Let's hope because, oh, boy, do we, we need it. it. <laughs> we need it. <laughs> yeah. uh, I think that's it for us. We will be back next week with more dumb all over. And uh, yeah, that's it. Uh, all right. And we'll be back next week. Now remember, don't don't be here today. Be a patron. Be a patron. And now pre-recorded Tom will tell you where you can find us. Take it over, Tom. Once again, thank you so much for listening. As always, you can find us on Spreaker.com forward slash pod. We're also available on iTunes. Just look up Dumb All Over Pod. We are on all the social medias, starting with Twitter, at Dumb All Over Pod, Facebook, at Dumb All Over Pod, and of course, there's Instagram. And you guessed it, it's at Dumb All Over Pod. We are also uh, on Patreon, so check out our Patreon at uh, patreon.com forward slash Dumb All Over Pod. And if you're interested in buying some merch with uh, some special logos, you can check that out at tpublic.com forward slash user forward slash pod. Thank you, and we'll talk to you next week. Trust me, I'm like a smart person. Wood in the lounge, tiles in the kitchen. Carpet in the bedroom. Sorry, no sound effect for that. Ugh, never mind. The new Dyson V11 Absolute at Curry's PC World senses, adapts, and deep cleans all floor types. It's Dyson's most powerful, intelligent cordless vacuum with an LCD screen that shows its charge level. Plus, get a Curry's gift card worth £50 when you trade in your old vacuum and buy any Dyson cordless vacuum. Try in store today at Curry's PC World. Offer ends 22nd October. <laughs> oh, look who's home. Long time no see. You haven't changed a bit. Come on in. Welcome back. With genuine BMW expertise, parts, and a convenient range of options to suit you, when it comes to caring for your BMW, there's no place like home. Book your BMW service online 24-7. T's and C's apply. Subject to availability, participating retailers only. Now, let's take a look at you.